The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 9.30 with Mike Salk. Brought to you by Pizza Hut on 710 ESPN Seattle. We are waiting on Coach Carroll, who should join us here any moment. Mike Salk Show with Pete Carroll on 710 ESPN Seattle. 710sports.com. I know we get a lot of people who come in now during uh, or from the 710 Sports app, so thank you for listening. Uh, we start at 6 a.m. every weekday. We're here from 6 to 10, and Matt Hasselbeck will be with me tomorrow at 9 o'clock for the whole 9 o'clock hour. He is every Wednesday. So if you just jump in here for the Pete Carroll Show, A, I don't blame you, but B, you know, come visit at other times and certainly come listen to Matt tomorrow. His storytelling is always great, and by all accounts, a great moment. I wasn't there last night, so I didn't get to see all of the all of the Hasselbeck Ring of Honor ceremony, but Justin Moore, I know you were both there and said he was fired up, and the crowd, the crowd loves Matt, so it must have been a pretty cool back and forth. It was awesome. He he even told the uh, the Beastquake story. He's like, mm. "Oh, we all did that wrong." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, and then he went into I'm trying to remember. He started calling out every player that basically he played with from wow. that whole era. Uh, it was it was really special. And you remember, and we talked to him every Wednesday. So like hearing him in your headset mm-hmm. now once a week is different than seeing him fired up on the field, Pete or yeah. uh, Pete Matt. Yeah, uh, it was it's. He's really a really special guy. I like what Pete said yesterday. I was listening to the pregame interview, and he said Matt was just a fun guy to compete with, like to be on his team. And I'm sure that's true. He just seems like he'd be a fun guy who understands that leadership role, the quarterback role, and how to how to go to battle together. So I, I thought that that comment made sense from Pete, and I, I wasn't necessarily surprised to hear it based on everything we've seen and and our uh, you know opportunities to get to know Matt over the years. It does seem like he'd be a fun guy to get to go into battle with every week. So yeah, it makes sense. Coach Carroll joining me right now. Hi, Coach. Good morning. Where Mike was up. Well, we were talking about Matt uh, and just that halftime ceremony. We can get into the game as well. I, I know you obviously didn't get a chance to see it. You were a little busy during halftime. But uh, I heard you yesterday in the pregame show with, with, with Rabes talking about Matt and just how, you know, how much you seem to enjoy your year together with him. Yeah, he was really fun to compete with. Um, really, really smart. and uh, The experience had allowed him a perspective, you know, where he could really handle the games well and in the settings and the the setbacks and all the issues you know he was he was an easy guy to to to, to work with and and to navigate our way through the you know the, the first season he was we were talking to tyler Columbus last year he was telling a story of how when he first got here uh the first thing matt did is he invited him over to his house for dinner and he was just so taken aback that this you know kind of backup guard who had been around a bunch of different teams that the quarterback had taken that level of interest in him right off the bat that seems unique to me yeah, it it is that is a unique gesture. Um, however, you know Matt, he 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 got it. You know he'd been raised well. You know, uh, Coach Mike, you know, had done a great job bringing him up and making him understand the game and the role of the quarterback and and how it all fits. And and uh, you know Matt benefited from those those lessons and and was a really well rounded uh, competitor. Well, let's get to what happened uh, last night. Obviously, didn't didn't end the way you wanted it to. What did you see watching the game? Uh, I saw, you know, two teams that had pretty much dedicated to taking care of the football and, and, and making sure that, you know, that the game was, was a close game. We we played that game to be close, and it, it worked out really. I, I know I would bet Sean would pretty much say the same thing, you know, that they were trying to do the same thing, you know, conditions and all that 
taken into account, which that weren't a factor. But uh, it, it kind of came out like we thought, you know, I, and uh, we just needed to finish it and, and make a couple plays at the end to get it done. There's always plays throughout the game that you, that in a game that close, you know, every penalty and everything becomes amplified in, in its significance. And, and uh, you know, so it, that was that was the game we were ready to win, you know, and, and unfortunately we couldn't get it done at the end. Was there one of those plays that stands out? Uh, no, we talk about four or five of them. You know, the, the, there's a couple penalties in, in there that happened that, that changed situation. Um, uh, there was a huge play, Mike. I don't know if you re- recognize it or not. There's a fourth and one play, and they jump off sides and make the first down. And uh, that's a huge difference in what happens in that segment of the game. You know, that's just that just shouldn't happen. <laughs> there was four guys that jumped, and it was as clear as a bell, and anybody could have seen it and all that. That's a significant moment. When we, we out-execute them, really, in, in the moment, we didn't move, and, and, and they didn't, and we don't get the benefit of it. What'd you but, say there's, to- but there's just a lot of stuff. You know, there's, there's other ones, too. What would you say to the team afterwards? Uh, trying to deal with it, you know, Mike. We're, we're, it's it's frustratingly similar, and and uh, and that there's chances these games are so close. The chances to win these games, you look at our whole schedules like that, and, and as you go through it, um, with the overtime games, and that's just like an overtime s- setting right there as well. And um, you know, we we just have to make the the right choice, make the right call, my part, you know, and and fit it together so that we can put our wins, you know, wins on the board. And so unfortunately, we're, we're struggling at you know with this record right now. I can't even stand the thought of it. Yeah, a two and five is not something that I'm sure you're used to. I, I don't know how many times you've seen a record like this. You know, how what 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 headspace? So the is... last time I was two and five, I was uh, it was my first season at USC. Wow, I think uh, that was the first year, and then we turned it around from there and and, and never looked back. But that's that's twenty years, twenty something years. So yeah, it has been a long time. It's an unfamiliar taste. I'm sure it doesn't taste good at all to to see a record like that associated with your team. But where is the the collective headspace at, for lack of a better word, where, where is your team? Battling. Yeah, we have to keep battling because it's so close. The, 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 we have to just keep keep clawing and scratching, and we got to keep building the game around uh, you know around Gino and making sure that he can he can function at a high level. That's really the the one of the big issues. You know, it, it's it's something that you have to deal with, and that's why we have to run the ball as much as we're doing it and trying to keep him you know moving forward and making good positive plays. He's competing his tail off and, and doing everything he can to do that. How would you assess Gino's game right now? Um, I, he's been uh, he's been solid. You know, we haven't turned the football over to speak of other than that last play of the of the Pittsburgh game. Um, that's a phenomenal accomplishment. You know, to to not turn the ball over and give ourselves a chance again. We're plus one again. You know, and, and not win a game, which just is totally goes against all of the the stats we've ever lived with. So he's managing the game well. Uh, I, I would like him to get the football out and be more you know more open to. to throw the ball away and we talked about it in the locker room after the game and sometimes those situations hap- happen so fast and you know that to make that declaration to give up on the play is something that it takes experience you know and, and that experience for, for Gino right now it, it's not quite settled in the way he, he needs to be satisfied with I got to throw the ball away we got to punt the football and that there's nothing wrong with that and we took uh, you know two or three sacks last night that we shouldn't have taken well and is there some some specific direction given around that part of the field that I don't know if you call it the high red zone or whatever that sort of 22 to 30 yard line part of the field is where you're in field goal range and a sack ends up moving you back how how, do, how does that part of the field affect play calling and the coaching of a quarterback well it's um it's a situation that we talk about a lot, you know, so it's, this is not unfamiliar stuff. You know, this is the field awareness 
he's you know the, uh, we're making the reminders you know as the play call is getting set to go in um, the coaches are all I mean I can just hear the echoes of the guy saying hey, we're in field goal range remind him we're in field goal Russ Russ was on that topic um, working the sidelines you know remind him you know which we had already done but he he was reminding us too because that's how. A significant an awareness he has of it, and so we were trying to make sure that you know Gina would would hold that too. It did happen a couple times to us. We 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 would like to have just you know sailed the ball out of the end zone. Are there plays that you can and can't call at that part of the field because of the risk of taking the sack versus plays you want to run because it's an opportunity to maybe not get into the red zone and have to deal with the compressed field? I would think it'd be a challenging spot for a play caller. Yeah, I, I kind of think it's more of the place you should call. You know, you do call. You know, you, you you like the ball out on rhythm. You know, you want to make sure that the quarterback has good choices. You know, you're not holding the football to get somebody open. Um, that those are the things that you would avoid. So, yeah, you, you do want to protect uh, the 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 quarterback with the call in a sense is I think that's what you're asking. Yes, is Gino your quarterback next week? Sure. Yeah, he he is, and and we're counting on him to just keep getting better and and us to play better around him. I heard you talking about Russ last night, and it's an obvious question. I mean, you know how much the team misses its starting quarterback and and everything Russell has meant to this team over the course of the last decade. And heard you say that you you wouldn't have been here as long without him. And I think it's a natural coach quarterback kind of conversation. But what is that relationship like between a coach and a franchise quarterback? And some of that, I don't want to say dependency that 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 doesn't sound quite right, but just some of that reliance on each other to have success. Well, I've always looked at I mean so so much so I've always looked at this relationship as the crucial relationship so much so that when the first time. I can remember outside the the facility and Russ and I are shooting hoops and I'm telling him he's going to be the starter, uh, you know, addressing that issue that this is going to be between you and I, you know, to hold this thing together for, for a long time. We're going to have to work together and and, and think alike and, and and operate on you know on a on a really high level so that we can maintain the balance and the continuity and and the and the stability that that a program needs if you're going to be good for a long time. And and so I mean that started right in the first conversation almost with us. That was kind of like our initial you know meeting of the minds. And and uh, so you know I, I mean I'm you know I'm. <laughs> making the, the point that how crucial his play has been in our success. You know, we've we've done a lot of winning and, and done a lot of great things here, and he's been right in the middle. He ain't the only one that did it, and I would never, you know, say that in, in that regard. But without him and his mentality, it would have been really hard to, to be as successful as we've been, and I don't mind giving him that, that credit. And, I, you know, the quarterback – deserves that kind of credit because they're going to also receive the criticism too you know and and uh it's it's a remarkably extraordinarily difficult uh role to play on in sports and in this game in particular it they're so demanding that you know i'm just trying to amp, amplify that really how people should understand you know the, the the dynamic and the magnitude of this position well and it strikes me the two of his best skills fit seemingly with the style of game you want to play his efficiency and accuracy throwing the ball making good decisions seems to fit well with a with a running game and, and, a, and a balanced attack and his ability to capitalize in the two-minute drill late in game seems to fit well with a lot of the close games that your teams tend to play yeah and you know I, I think it you know, that's just an approach to the game. You know, I think if you've been in this game long enough, you realize that there are certain aspects of it that you have to attend to and respect. And, and that's where the, the, the 
ability to maintain possession of the football is such a big deal, and we make such a big deal about it. Russell's been a great decision maker over the years and, 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 and understanding that, and that's why we've been able to win, and that's why we've been in the games and at the end and had chances to win in the end. Then you take the next element of it, that he's a magnificent competitor under those kinds of circumstances and has always been able to find a way to, you know, to be, uh, you know, have a positive impact. Um, that's why he's won so many of those games. All of that fits all together. The other person who now this year enters into that equation is is the offensive coordinator, uh, Shane Waldron. How would you assess where he's at seven games into his play calling and coordinating career here? Well, he's he's already been through, you know, the, the spectrum, you know, having your starting quarterback, having a high-powered offense going and, and being able to score fast and strike and all that and putting it together and then losing that, that element and then and having to deal with how you play. It's, I, I think you have a really good example. Sean Payton's a great football coach, and he's been successful and great for a long time. Look what he's done with his, with his style of play compared to what he used to be. I mean, he, he's playing just like we're playing. And he's been playing that way the whole season, and, and he he made a, a change to to uh, realize you know who he's playing with and build a team around it. And he's done a really nice job uh, being successful. And he's he's played to his defense, he's played to special teams, and it's it's what we it's what you should do in this circumstance when you've got a quarterback that's new or and, and he's got you know he's he's got a, a growing you know cycle to go through you've got to work with them and take care of them and, and look at all the young quarterbacks around the league right now you know look how hard it is on them these guys are freaking struggling man it's in it's it's a challenge and so we have to adapt the game to fit you know the makeup of your players and, and um you know, that's what you see so shane's been it right in the middle of all that so your question he's had to make all of that kind of shift you know, already in, in, in his early time calling plays, and I think he's doing a really good job. So one of the questions we get about that style, and I think I understand a lot of it, and <clears throat> we've talked about it a lot over the years, but when you don't have a Russell Wilson to to be in that two-minute offense, the clutch player, the franchise quarterback, everything that Russ has been, you know, do you need to find other ways to not put a backup quarterback into the spot where you're relying on them in a two-minute drive at the end of games? Are there things you can do in the first 58 minutes or so to avoid that spot? Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly the challenge. That's it. That's what it is. You know, you, you can't play to, oh, everyone wants to see the ball thrown and you want to throw it all over the yard. And, you know, we got to turn them loose. Well, no, you, you turn them loose. You turn them loose to, to the, the limitations that the experience it brings that to the game for that guy. And so uh, we all have to figure that out. And you have to play. If you want to win a football game, you can't play to what you want to be. you got to play to what you need to be and, and, and work that out in, in play calling and structure, use of personnel and all those things. And that's what, that's what we're tasked with. What does that mean, what you need to be? I was expecting you to say you have to play to what you are. But what does that mean, you have to play to what you need to be? Well, it's even more than what you are. You know, to, to it, go back to what the game calls for. You have to take care of it. you got to make sure that you you, you you manage it and you, and you play it well and you play it clean and clear and you don't give the other team the opportunity. So you need to take care of the football. You need to keep the game moving. You need to not put your guys in vulnerable positions that they're not prepared for or that you know that they're not, you know, they're not ready for. And so that's, I mean, that's a really broad way. I'm not even talking about our season, just in a broad way of looking at the game. And, and uh, the guys that manage that the best will be the most consistently successful. Your defense uh, allows just, what, 13 points yesterday. Uh, does it feel like they've turned a corner? There's no doubt. 
there's no doubt. This defense has turned the corner. It started a month ago, and, and uh, we started uh, winning on third down and started uh, making the stops in the key situations and coming through. And I mean, look at the goal line last night, you know. This team has never had him been stopped yet. Then we stopped him on the goal line to get the, the keep him at three, you know, in that first sequence down there. Uh, they're playing consistent. The line of scrimmage is solid. The corners are playing well. Um, the movement is, is is good on the defense. We've got to continue to develop our pass rush to cause the problems on the quarterback, and so we're working at that. Uh, our, our front three guys last night, uh, uh, Monet, uh, Al Woods, and, and Puna, they played great football last night. They were they were sensational. But those guys, they also had to rush the passer a bunch of times, and they're they're more. You know they're built to stop the running game and play that line of scrimmage really tough, and that's that's what we called for them to do to match you know what the Saints were doing. And they played really well, so uh, I, I think you you can completely see us turning. And and uh, you know I go back. I said it, I think last night that just look at the last four weeks of, of third down play, and that's it's so significant in how the games go and, and how you can control getting the ball back to your offense and keeping the other people off the field. And we're, we have really turned it, and so I'm expecting that they're going to be a big part of the second half of the season. What kind of pressure does a guy like Kamara put on your team? Because he, he seems like you can use him in so many different ways. How challenging is he to deal with over 60 minutes? Yeah, he, he's, he's kind of the ultimate of what you, know, what you want on offense uh, because he is such an effective runner. He does have uh, the ability to strike the fear that he can bust it, you know, and make a big play. So you really have to be uh, disciplined and strict. But then he goes to the passing game when you space him out, and he was so effective last night. And, and you know, we matched him up. We thought we had a really good matchup with him. You know, we, you know Ryan uh, was was on him, you know, a good part of the time, and and uh, uh, and, and he. And he was better than we needed him to be. We had to go ahead and go further. We doubled him up in the second half and to try to take him out of the game, and, and which it worked out fine. Um, but uh, he was he's an incredible player. And so there's nobody that's much better than him because he's so multi-purpose. Are there more opportunities for your defense to be more aggressive? And, and I don't entirely understand the scheme of it, obviously. I'm not a football coach, never played at a high level. You and I have talked about that many times, and, and I know you're aware. But are there are there ways? You know, in in my understanding of the scheme is that it's you know don't get beat deep. Make sure that you don't give up the big play. Are there opportunities in games to to be more aggressive and come up the field more and take away more of the underneath stuff, even at the risk of the occasional big play? Yeah, well, a little bit. Of what you're let's talk a little bit about the football. A little bit. Of what you're you're calling on is is uh, you know you play in zone, you play man to man. Is part of it. You know, and are you willing to play man to man coverage and play one on one football? With, with teams and 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 then where you can take a guy away you know the i think the 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 common fan would think well, why don't you just double these guys well there's a lot of commitments you have to make to do stuff like that you know and and uh sometimes you had last night was a was a key illustration we had to double the guy he was that good on that night and so we did and so that's the second half was a lot of that you know but um yeah, you, you. The one thing that you're calling for is that can you go to zero coverage? You know, meaning that there's no safety deep, and 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 add another guy into the front. You can, and and when you do that, you expose yourself to bigger plays. And uh, you know, we we're we've been a pretty strong, you know, deep end defense for years and years and years. We're really solid back there, and we're we're doing that again. We're not allowing the big play. That's part of it. it starts there. If teams can score from a long ways out, you're lousy. <laughs> you stink. You know, so you have to start somewhere. So that's where we started, and it goes right back to the front, and you got to stop the running game. Last night we stopped the running game. We owned it last night. And and so that's why the game is a 13-10 game. 
That's what that's what you saw. I mean, we we took care of the deep end, we took care of the running game, and then we fought it out the rest of the way. And unfortunately, we needed a couple more sacks. Uh, I, I'll just take the sack that we got and, and get rid of the penalty, and we you know the game would have been a little bit different. So um, it was that close, and it was a, a well fought, well battled game, and frustrating for us that uh, we, we are where we are. The DK play was pretty phenomenal. I mean, first series of the game, just seeing, just again, his athletic freakiness, and then combine it with what I assume is some pretty great and improving technique. You don't see plays like that very often in the NFL. No, that was an extraordinary play. It really was, and it was it's really uh, great for the fans to see him get to run like that. You know, for eighty yards and see that guy just roar down the sidelines and, and show what he's what he has. You know, and uh, phenomenal physical moment in that play you know that he that he shakes the db and, and he's a great db you know m- you know marshawn latimer is as good as you get in the league and he's been winning like crazy all season long to to get off to that kind of start again it was a great throw protection was perfect the throw was perfect and then the finish was perfect by dk so it was a good moment he sure seems to make other people mad in in a way that i can't recall any other wide receiver he's i've ever seen a magnet for it. you're right uh, you know, everybody, the guys, the guys get worked up, you know, with their with opportunity to, to to match him up, match him up. I thought DK was was extraordinarily on last night. He was so composed, so poised. Uh, you saw how physical he was in, in a number of plays, and uh, he, he's he look how far he's come in this season. He's been trying to figure it out, you know, how to how to do it, and he's so bright. Um, he's I thought that was an extraordinarily well-executed job by him last night. So it seemed like he sort of disappeared for a while, though, after that play. Right. And, it, you know, is the great cat. Like, how does how does a player of DK's magnitude and, and just physical stature kind of go away for a while during a game? Well, it just that's just happened. We he was in he was involved with the calls and uh, you know in opportunities to get the ball and it just didn't get there. You know we got knocked around and chased around a little bit uh, back on the with with QB and so we didn't get the ball to him. We always want to. We're trying the whole game plan is to get he and Tyler you know in, and uh, really Gerald involved in in the throwing game and uh, so but we threw the ball twenty something times you know and that's part of it unfortunately. We mentioned the record two and five. I found myself looking through the uh, through the standings today, and I was surprised that there are, this thing is not over. I mean, not at uh, all. you know, there not are all. a lot of teams. There's only six teams in the in the conference with more than three wins, and seven teams from the conference are going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, I know, and and we you know we've already taken a look at that, of, of course. And you have to just hold on and may, hold on to the hope of it uh, that you're going to get it turned in the games. All of a sudden, these games go the other way. You know, I, I'll go back. Fans don't remember this, but in our Super Bowl season, I think there was eight or nine games that were like, you know, right down to the nub, you know, within a touchdown, three points here, overtimes, all that. And those games went in the proper direction for, for a great season. That's how it goes sometimes. And they're, they're, but they're often so close. And so, unfortunately, you know, and, you know, I would love to have had Russ finish these last three games. Just give me him in the fourth quarter, you know, and, and let, let him see what he could do. And, and that's the magic that we've watched. And that's what this program and, and our fans have counted on. And I'm myself included. We've all counted on that to happen. And so now we got to, we have to, we have to help Gino get in that opportunity and, and come through with it, and then we start building from there, and this is a great week to do that. Injury I'm, up- I'm looking at it like this is the, uh, the start of the second half is this week. we got to go. Injury go updates kind of heading into that. Marquise Blair. And- yeah, Marquise Blair, he he, uh, he had a, uh, a patellar uh, injury, and, and so that uh, his kneecap got, got 
uh, fractured, mm-hmm. and so he's going to have to get that cleaned up. You think you get Damian Lewis back or Daryl Taylor back this week? They should be. They were so close this week, you know, that uh, both those guys should make it back. It's a bit of a short week, but I'm counting on both those guys to make it. Um, I'll be surprised if they don't. What'd you make of Rashad in, in his first game back? I had predicted 100 yards. It didn't quite work out. He no, needed he 75 carries, I think, to get to 100 yards yesterday. The way things yeah. were going, but yeah. what, what did you make of his uh, of his first time back in there? I think he's just getting started. You know, it's just he, he didn't get get enough space to get rolling. Um, had a couple tough plays, you know, where we didn't hit the line of scrimmage very well uh, as far as our, you know setting it up to, for his his spacing. Um, we just need to get him going. And, I, again, I think we saw um, Alex make some extraordinary plays to get four and fives. You know, I mean, just the line of scrimmage was hard. This was the best, one of the best rushing defenses we'll face all season. And they were, you know, it just happened. We needed to run it. They knew we needed to run it, and they were really good at it. We didn't. We weren't able to get the edge of it, you know, so we rushed for 90 yards instead of 130 or 40. Their middle linebacker's pretty good. He's really good. He's a fantastic player. You know, I, I had lost. I had lost uh, contact with the fact that he he's been playing for almost ten years. You know, uh, Davis he's he was a fantastic player again last night. Pete, thank you. Uh, it is always good to talk to you after these games, and and yeah, there's a lot of emotion that runs hot, certainly with the fans, and uh, you know, challenging. Zero three at home is unfamiliar to this fan base, and and you know, I think that I know you wear that uh, you know as a. Uh, as a challenge and something that you've got to overcome. So we appreciate you coming in and talking to us this morning. We'll do it again next week. All right. Thanks, Mike. See you.